0: For it is the power of God into salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. We welcome you to Gospel Dynamite, a Christian broadcast dedicated to the salvation of the lost and the revival of God's people. I'm Alan Mashburn, your Bible teacher and the pastor of Asbury Baptist Church, located at 218 Asbury Church Road in Seagrove, North Carolina. We invite you to visit our church at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock. On Sunday evenings, we provide online services, which can be viewed on gospeldynamite.org. Now please join me in the study of the Word of God. You're listening to Gospel Dynamite. Thank you for joining us. I invite you to take your Bible, turn with us to Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 15. Today we look at the beast from the earth, Revelation 13, verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth, in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he gave power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now for the past several weeks, we have been treading on unholy ground. We've spent a lot of time in the last few weeks talking about the devil and his activities during the tribulation. I would remind you that Satan is an imitator. He hasn't had an original thought in over 6,000 years. And as we all know, there is a holy trinity. The holy trinity is comprised of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The holy trinity is these three individuals who are one God. Satan has a trinity too. His Trinity, however, is anything but holy. The unholy Trinity is composed of Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. Now, each member of the Holy Trinity has a specific purpose. God the Father receives the worship of his people through his Son, the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the facilitator of this holy worship. He stirs the hearts of of believers, and he causes him or her to worship the living God. Again, I would mention that Satan is an imitator. His trinity functions exactly the same way. In Satan's unholy trinity, Satan receives worship through the person of the Antichrist, and the false prophet facilitates this worship. Now, we've already considered the first two members of the unholy trinity. We've looked extensively at Satan and the Antichrist. In this message, we're going to look and get a glimpse of the false prophet. Now, he's the person who will guide the world's religion during the tribulation period. Thus, we're going to look at these verses together and notice the insights that the word of God gives us concerning the beast from the earth. In verse 11, I would point out the personality of this beast. The second beast is a man just as the first beast was. The word another translates the Greek word alos, and it means another of the same kind and quality. The figure described here is a man. This is also proven by his fate in Revelation 19 and verse 20. Now this beast has horns which are a symbol of power and he has two horns. Two is a number that symbolized testimony. While the first beast had power because of the territory he ruled, this beast will have power because of the testimony he gives. The first beast had ten horns. This beast has two horns. The first beast had ten crowns. This beast has no crowds. The first beast is described in terrifying language as a leopard, a lion, and a bear. This beast is called a lamb. The first beast comes as a powerful world ruler. This beast appears as a mean gentleman of faith. This individual will appear on the world stage as a gentle, meek, loving and kind religious leader. He will have the charisma and gentle nature of a Joel Osteen or Robert Schuller. He will possess the religious power of the pope. While the antichrist will rule the world with brute force, this man will attract the world through his pleasant personality and his pleasing words. As the old saying goes, you can't judge a book by its cover. Well, with this man, everything is not as it appears. He has all the outward appearances and trappings of a man of faith, but when he speaks, he speaks the words of a dragon. He is the mouthpiece of Satan himself. He will be a religious man but the religion he is promoting is the worship of Satan. His true nature will be revealed by the words which he will speak. And it doesn't take long to learn what a group or a preacher believes. You only need to attend a church a few times to know what they believe. Go to Sunday school, preaching, or a youth meeting, or a revival meeting, or go a few times here and there, and you will know where we stand as a church, or any other church, and that's how it should be. By the way, it doesn't take too long for, uh, to figure out what a preacher or a church believes. Just listen to their words, and they'll reveal their hearts in short order. Now, take some of these preachers that are on television, for instance. One of the most popular names that I could mention never once mentions the name of Jesus, nor does he mention sin. He just tells a few stories. He builds everyone up, and others are always talking about money or prosperity, and it doesn't take long to separate the wheat from the chaff if you know a little bit about the word of God. Now in verse 12, I would show you the power of this beast. The Bible says he exerciseth all the power of the first beast. This individual will receive his power from the same source that the Antichrist will receive his power, the devil, according to verse 2. The world will accept this man as a man of God. He will be hailed around the world as a great religious leader. In fact, the greatest religious leader the world has ever seen. The world will be deceived and will not grasp the truth that he is the agent of Satan himself until it is too late. The man will be the facilitator of a vast world religion. He will be able to unite all the religions of the world under one banner, and he will convince the world that the Antichrist is a god and that he alone is to be worshiped. Men and women from every conceivable religion will bow down in worship of the Antichrist as the leadership of this false prophet. This man will solve problems between the religions of the world. He'll take the situation in the Middle East. The problems there are not political. They're religious. The problems in that part of the world predate the forming of Islam. The Jews and the Arabs have been bitter enemies since the days of Moses and Joshua. Now the Muslims hate the Jews and they're hell bent on the destruction of the nation of Israel. No one can seem to solve their differences today. But this false prophet will step forward during the tribulation period. He will find the common ground that will allow all the nations of the world and the religions of the world to exist under one umbrella. In our day, when there's news of a religious nature, the world always looks to the Pope to see what he has to say about the matter. In that world, the eyes and the ears of the populace of the world will rest on the false prophet. Why would the world Worship the Antichrist. As we learned last time, the Antichrist will be wounded and die, and he will rise again from the dead according to verses 3 and 4. Again, Satan is an imitator. He's never had an original thought. He gets this from the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord. The world will fall at his feet in a stupefied wonder and worship him. At some point, the Antichrist will enter the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. He will go into the Holy of Holies, and he will place himself on the throne there, and he will declare himself to be God, and he will Demand to be worshiped as God. 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 4. The false prophet will support the claims of the Antichrist and will lead the world to worship this man of sin. The praise in verse 12, before him, literally means in his presence. The two men, the Antichrist and the false prophet, are the devil's duo. They work hand in hand to accomplish the devil's will here on this earth during the dark days of the tribulation period. Again, I cannot stress this enough, Satan is an imitator. We're told that the Holy Spirit in John 16:13 and 14 that the holy spirit will magnify Jesus Christ satan's anti spirit will spend his time magnifying the antichrist and he will lead the world to worship the beast But I would not only point out the personality of this beast or the power of this beast, but in verses 13 through 15, I show you the performance of the beast. We're told that the false prophet will be a man of miracles. He will duplicate the miracles of the two witnesses, Revelation 11 and verse 5. He will duplicate the miracle of Elijah in verse Kings 18. When Elijah called fire down from heaven, men fell to their faces and worshiped Jehovah. When the false prophet calls down fire from the sky, men will fall on their faces and worship the devil. This false prophet will lead the world to build an idol, an image of the Antichrist, He will cause this image to come to life, and this image will speak to the people. They will be deceived by his power and his miracles, and they will fall down in worship of the beast and his image. The ministry of the false prophet will be marked by exciting and powerful miracles. His miracles will deceive the world. I'm told in Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, there are three great fountains inside part of that building known as the Forum Shops. This shopping complex has been designed to give the illusion that you're walking down an ancient Roman street. There's even a sky with clouds overhead. At the top of every hour, two of these fountains come to life. Statues in the fountains begin to move and talk to one another and to the people watching. One of the fountains tells and acts out the story of the fall of Atlantis. I said that to say this, if man in his ingenuity can make statues come to life, surely the devil can do that and even greater work. This image of the Antichrist will live and it will deceive the world. We read things like this and we have trouble believing it. We're living in a world where most people worship nothing but themselves. It's hard to imagine people the world over bowing down to worship an image. In our day of advance technology, and sophisticated people. It's hard to see the world falling down before a statue to worship the devil, but try to put yourself in this time period. Try to place yourself in this time period that we're presently living in, where even people today are saying, if you don't believe that communism is better than what we have here in America, then you don't understand history whereas no one can come up with a success story for communism. Add into that chaos because millions have gone missing in the rapture. The world is falling apart at the seams as war rumbles from country to country disease, war, starvation, and other plagues have claimed nearly one half the world's population by this point in time. Men in that day will be looking for something to believe in, something or someone that has the answers. And then all of a sudden the Antichrist appears He will step forth in great oratory and powerful speech and he will have the solution to all the problems in the world. He will have the solution to war, to hunger, and to every problem known to humanity. He will die at the height of his power and the world will mourn his passing. The miracle of miracles, he rises from the dead. The world will see it live and in living color, not only on their televisions, but on their mobile devices, on their cell phones, on everything possible through the internet. The false prophet will speak and he will set the world at ease. He will declare the Antichrist to be the world's savior. They will bow at his feet and worship him. It'll be a time of mass deception on a grand scale. My friend, our world is being prepared for such things right now there is so much deception out there. I saw the other day where one lady got a piece of bread, put it in a toaster oven. When she got out, she claimed that the image was of the Virgin Mary, and there was newspapers, and there was uh, internet channels, and everyone there to take pictures of this piece of bread. We're living in a time of delusion. We've got people who want to defy nature, defy God by changing their very bodies, and they're telling everyone who is in a body, you can change, it's whatever you feel in your mind. We used to treat mental illness. Now we normalize it, and now we elevate it, and now we put it on the same token in the same place of worship as a people. One fellow even claimed to see the face of Jesus in a tortilla in 1977 in New Mexico. He built a shrine, and thousands have gone there to pray before this tortilla. Someone saw the image of, of a Virgin Mary on the side of the house and turned it into a shrine. Thousands have gone there to pray to Mary. My friend, listen to me. You say, well,. Are these acts of miracles? Absolutely not. I think they're the works of Satan himself to try to prepare the world for the false prophet. While these people claim that they're seeing all of these famous people, I guess it doesn't hit and dawn on anyone that absolutely nobody knows what Jesus or Mary or the devil or anybody knows what they look like. No, the world is being prepared for mass delusion. And God's going to send that. Second Thessalonians 2 and 11. Verses 14 and 15 we see his motive. The false prophet does all of this stuff for the sole purpose of getting the world to worship the Antichrist. The world will fall for this deception and they will worship the Antichrist. Those who refuse... Orthodox Jews and those who have been saved during the tribulation will be hunted down and mortally destroyed. Today, you can worship any God you please. You can even worship yourself if that's your choice. In that day, you will either worship the Antichrist or you will pay for your disobedience with your life. The world will come together one day. It will not be the United Nations that will bring about that unity. It will be the work of Satan and as he uses the Antichrist and the false prophet to accomplish his goals in the world. My friend, listen to me. Our world is in dark days now. But my friend, our world is heading for darker days And the time to escape the coming nightmare is now. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, I challenge you to come to him for your salvation. Come to him and be saved today. If you are saved, you can praise God because you're going to miss every bit of this. But you and I have family and friends who will be here. We live in a world filled with people who will be here. And we should seek the Lord on their behalf. And if he would have you do that, you come to him in your heart and you do as he leads. Pray for them. And you pray that they come to Christ. They pray. You pray that they come to Jesus. You pray that they come to Jesus Christ today. And you pray that they for, ask God for giving, uh, forgiveness of their sins. My friend, I don't know the hour in which our Lord comes, but I can tell you this. It won't be as long as it has been. What I would say to the believer, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So much the more as you see the day approaching. My friend, come to Christ. Come to him and allow him to forgive your sin. If you are already a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, come to him and ask him to lead you and guide you and direct you in your daily steps of life. You need him. You must have him. Come to him now.